this is the last time that we get to talk before you travel to TI. I don't know what the dramatic ending of that was. I I, I I I don't know I don't know what I was trying to trying to clickbait there. Let, let, let me let, 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 let's go again. Let's go on. <clears throat> nope, I don't have anything else. Well, that's your intro. Damn it's it. it's already locked in. It's okay, <sighs> Joey. You you always do a good job with the intros. <clears throat> they're they're always good. I promise. <clears throat> All right, we got um, a whole lot to talk about this week. It's our prep for TI. We're you... almost there. Next week, when we do this podcast, I will be in Bucharest to have the same conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to overpromise. I don't know what our what our filming schedule is going to be like when when you're over at TI. We probably shouldn't make promises our our, our our butts can't cash. But I did see that you were making some content on the internet, and by content, I mean you were streaming your ti research and I yeah feel i don't like... know if i would call that content because mm. it's it's like one of those things that i'm doing uh that like nobody really wants to watch but i'm doing it anyway because you know why is that content for purge and tsunami but not for you because those are two people i'm confident would call that process content um well do they do their ti notes on stream i don't think so that that pro like be breaking down patch notes is content uh doing your research for ti is very boring that's fair i it's, have it's not like you're not giving your analysis of the team you're not like here's eg and then you just start spilling you just start saying a bunch of analysis on eg and write that down because that is already in your head right if you're saying it that means you don't really need to write it down you could just you know, so I what what I'm writing down is all the stuff that I don't know and all the stuff that I don't know is is, uh, you know, things like going through interviews and going through um, stats of, of heroes that they played over the last year and personal tidbits and yeah, just all kinds of stuff. What, so, so what it's do you boring? Uh, I, I I don't think I've seen Purge do that in a while. I know that I have seen Tsunami do that, but I mean, I think that he just streams for the sake of streaming. Um, wh so like, is that just let me collect all these thoughts into a Google document? Like, how how do you go? Do you want to from... look at it? Yeah, oh, just send it to me. Uh, how, how You're do the you... only person I will have sent this to? Oh, it's exciting. If it gets leaked, I know it's from you. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. It's 14 pages. No, I, I mean, I did it all on stream. I did. I specifically did not give people a link because uh, one, I don't want it to show up on Reddit or something and like have people read it without context. Because um, like some context, like what is on there for people who didn't see is uh, usually it's like by player. Um, It'll go by their most played heroes, um, their most played hero probably ever, and then their most played hero over the last year. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's a good stat to be able to reference in the middle of a cast, right? Um, and then it'll go over some interview stuff. For example, Abed's favorite meal is burgers and fries, which makes for a good joke about him going to NA, right? 
Like, it's just just a random thing in there. Uh, Crit had a really interesting interview where he said that um, the first DPC major was amazing, and we were the best team there, and then we lost the grand finals, and we lost it to ourselves. The team had a bit of a meltdown, and our mentality wasn't the best, right? So now when EG does well or does shit and they go down to the lower bracket or some shit like that we can reference the fact that crit said they had a meltdown at the singapore major right and we could talk about how mentality is an important part and how mentality is like a huge part of ti especially and whether or not they correct that that feature right so it's 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 stuff like that um from okay. interview it's a little bit of stats a little bit of interview stuff so then I'm interested, I guess, in like your study process. Like, is, is the act of you taking time to do this and write that down enough for you? Or is this something that like you, you keep like on your phone to reference as, as needed? Or like, yes. like okay. These are, these are casting notes. This is not what I, if I was hired as an analyst to be put on the desk, my process of writing, of creating notes for a team would be very different. I'd be going through replays a lot more, right? Um, these these sort of, like, writing down the, the heroes that they played over the last year when the last year has been played on a different patch is not good analysis, strictly speaking. Um, but, you know, if a team did pick a whole lot of Spectre last year and they were very successful with that hero, it is good to reference that when it you're in the middle of a cast, right? It's a good stat to be able to lay down. So um, this is, it's more shallow and personal. Uh, it's a combination of like shallow stat analysis and deeper personal details about who they are as, as people and, right? Because you want to go shallow with the stats because you know, it fits for the casting. Uh, but you want to go deep with the personal details because part of your job as a caster is to be able to humanize the the uh digital heroes that are on stream that are representing flesh and blood players right how often, so. how often do you have like supplementary material like at your fingertips like mid cast be it like a, a, a note stock or a dota buff page or any of that uh usually every big event that i'm working so every major like any major i had stuff um so uh, some some of these notes are straight up copy pasted over from previous notes. Uh, DPC, I had stuff that you know we would do post game interviews and stuff, and then obviously I would want to be able to like write down some stats about them and and things like that. So uh, DPC, I have another document that's like twenty pages that was all the DPC notes because obviously we're covering Western Europe and Eastern Europe, so that's uh, sixteen. It was eight teams each, so 16, 24 teams, right? Uh, upper bracket, Eastern Europe, and both upper and lower of Western Europe. So if you have, like, like the stuff that you have to reference to potentially use to, like, make your cast more interesting or insightful, does that mean that, like, every nugget of information has, like, a lifespan of being said once? Like, after you point out that this team played a lot of Spectre, is that is that now something that, like, you've removed from your from your future conversation point or um not necessarily um maybe for the tournament kind of maybe like okay i can reference it one once in the group stage and once in the playoffs for example uh these stats also get updated i'll i'll have all fresh stats 
for when we finish the group stage and we go into playoffs and then I can reference here's what was successful for them in playoffs or ooh they picked that hero three times and lost all three games with it right so um but yeah I can I think you can reference that multiple times mostly because the viewers are are not the same right mm-hmm. like group stage is going to be four games going on at a time right so you don't have the same viewers listening to you on the group stage as well as the playoffs and then also just generally speaking throughout uh, esports is so much broadcasting time that uh i think it's very easy to get away with reusing content like that no one person really watches all of ti (laughs) yeah it's just yeah it's just so much right well, that might be a really awkward edit point. I don't know if I'm going to be able to fix it, but um, <laughs> I, my internet my internet stopped for a while, and, and now I think it's going to be okay, so I'm pretty sure everything's fine. We were having a conversation, but then I just torpedoed it. And by I torpedoed it, I mean my beautiful computer stopped working. So, cool. Yes. We were talking about how amazing of a caster I am. Oh, I and was just... what good notes I take. I was just sitting Wonderful. here... Fl- I was just sitting here fluffing you up. So, um, mm-hmm, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the note of fluffing you oh, man, there's a continuity here. My door's open now. Um, mm, God, I hate it. Um, you, w- w- when, when do you have to leave to go to, go to TI? Like, like it, it, it's a uh, suit. Right? I leave in two days, and then I leave again on the second. Do you have like a do you have like a pre TI like ritual or checklist? Is it like buy a new suit, get haircut, like what's what what what's yeah, like kinda. what you have to do before that's, you go? That's actually I was going to say I don't have a ritual, and then uh, then you actually spelled out my ritual. It's uh yeah, I buy a new suit every year for TI, and yeah usually get a haircut uh i I don't know if i'm gonna get a haircut this time or maybe i'll get one in uh portland but uh yeah those are probably two things i don't really think i have a whole lot else i'll prep some material um in case we don't have good internet in the hotel (laughs) so i'll download some podcasts on my phone and i'll download some games on my laptop is there uh, when you're talking about buying a new suit, and maybe this is just you know my insecurity showing, but is there like any mild competition about who brings the best new suit to TI? Like, is this like a point of contention in the locker room of like who 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 no. wins best dress? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if like that best dress thread became like a constant thing that was like. <laughs> highly upvoted maybe it would become a little bit more of a competition but i don't think so um to be honest it's uh i'm expecting a lot of people to dress down this year uh i wasn't even sure if i was gonna get a suit but i don't have a blue suit and well technically i do have a blue suit but it's from kyle's kyle's suit guy we all got suits from his suit guy at ti9 in china and it was not great (laughs) Does Kyle have an everything guy? That's kind of my assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Kyle always knows a guy who knows a guy, you know? That's, that's, how, the, that's the kind of person he is. That's how you know you're well-connected. I... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you have to be in order to be in the talent scene. Don't you know that, Joey? Something, something. I <laughs> feel like Reddit something, something, spelled something. that out very clearly for you. You know, I was talking to, uh, to Bliss the other day. He had a good point. If nepotism was a thing... 
um, for these TI invites, which nep nepotism is is a thing in any talent scene, no doubt. But like, if nepotism or was work like really you know? big as Reddit puts it out to be uh, for TI invites specifically, uh, Blitz would be in one hundred percent. He's like very close friends with all of the talent, and he's not working TI because he's coaching Liquid. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And he would have liked to go. So, the, like, if anybody was going to get in, <laughs> that would be him. Yeah, he he's the counterpoint. <laughs> I don't know. If, if he if he shows up, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, like, flow to a content piece. But I don't know, man. I, I uh, it, it still kind of uh, makes me feel oh, some kind of way that I'm not going to be there. Um it, it makes me feel some kind of way that I'm not going to be there. I am going... So so no TI in 2021, no TI in general in 2020, and 2019 was China, which I didn't go to. So when I go to TI 11 next year, that'll be like a nice, meaty four-year gap. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just hope that next year's TI is somewhere good for you. Oh, also that COVID isn't still like running rampant through the world. That would so, be nice. You know, I, I don't know. This probably isn't interesting to anybody, but I am um, actively planning to do some stuff at TI 11. <laughs> really? I'm, so I'm, like, did you plan to do things at TI 10 and you couldn't? So therefore those are getting pushed back to TI 11. Th that, that is the most simple and eloquent way that you could put that Austin. That is absolutely mm -hmm. the case. And, and right now what I'm doing, even though we're, we're literally over a year out, probably less than a year out. Cause I assume that TI will shift back to August, all things considered. Um, I, I'm submitting budgets to try and make sure that everybody can, you know, get paid their rate and everybody can, you know, make this thing that I want to do at TI happen because it would probably be like a $100,000 spend, which I realize that that might sound flexy or low. There's like no context there. I, wa I want to do a show at TI, um, Agnostic of Valve with a sponsor, and I'm, ju I'm just building a budget for it, right? And um, I, I was really just banging my head against the wall today because part of that budget includes getting a crew and people out to TI. And the difference between TI being in Seattle or Sweden or Bucharest or Shanghai in terms of what that actually costs to accomplish getting a crew out there is, is like so hard to predict. And like, I don't, I'm just like guessing. Like I am just... I was I, I went into the conversation thinking mm, you know maybe TI will swift will will switch back to Sweden for for TI eleven like like maybe maybe that thing will finally happen but then I thought to myself oh well maybe not because maybe we're just gonna be permanently mad at the government for like dicking over TI ten so there's never gonna be a TI in Sweden and like I plus I, we already would have done a European TI mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason they wanted to keep it they were like don't worry we'll keep it in Europe right. So for me, they are kind of counted. This is our European TI. So naturally, I feel like they go somewhere else. Maybe it's back to Seattle because the key arena's uh, been refurbished or whatever. Maybe it's. Uh, I'm expecting at some point in time we got to be going to uh, to somewhere CIS, right? Eastern Europe. Yeah. Maybe like Kiev, like because Moscow. we had the China TI where the primary language right there are three primary languages in in Dota it's Russian uh, Chinese and and English right 
And so we had a, a TI where Chinese was the primary language. I mean, excepting at some point in time, we're going to have one where the primary language is Russian. But, uh, you know, maybe who knows? Where else would they go? Southeast Asia? Southeast Asia is yet to get a TI? Yeah, I mean... God, am I dumb? What's the capital of Singapore? Singapore? Yeah, Singapore is... Singapore's capital Singapore? State. Yeah, it's yeah. a city-state thing. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a TI in, like, Manila or Singapore. Um, I would be I more... We're going back to the Philippines. <laughs> To a yeah, people, that, people had issues there. I eh. yeah, I mean that, that was like they that that whole thing where they were like, we're gonna you know drug test everybody who comes into the country involves like, mm, nope, we're no longer going there. You know, it's uh, I, I think that we're gonna remain out of the Philippines. I think it's uh, interesting until that totally changes. Um, which could be a long time, all things considered. I think it's interesting yeah. that you know, I, I, uh, we have the league team that's you know currently in Iceland for Worlds and like all the quarantine that's happening and all the stuff Riot's doing, and then just to one to one compare that to like what's going on with Dota, it's like, oh, we're just gonna go to the event. <laughs> like, 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 Valve isn't Valve isn't paying for some crazy Riot, uh, you know, two week quarantine. They're just like, yeah, just, just, yeah. Get, just get here, just be vaccinated. It's uh, it's it's also funny because. Well, at least they're paying for people to get there early and get vaccinated. Um, or I'm not entirely sure how, how that payment works, but uh, they're at least getting that option. But I'm also, um, yeah, it's, that, that, is, that is quite the difference in uh, treatment because we're going into a red zone. Or Bucharest is not having a fun time with COVID right now. Oh, sure. Whereas I'm sure Iceland is like a whole lot safer. <laughs> That's true, and yeah, they're safer and doing more precautions, and you're having uh, less precautions and going to somewhere less safe. Um, yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Have you or has anyone considered kind of like skirting any rules and getting a third shot? Um, I know somebody who's actually able to get a third shot um, be from like reference from a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I can do with that because I got the Johnson, right? If I got the other two uh, and I got it back in March, this would be long enough I could get a booster shot. Pretty sure. Pretty sure because I, I could talk to my doctor and I've got a thing that would probably help me uh, get it. But since I'm a Johnson, oh, oh, congratulations. Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah. I don't know if I like, I also don't know if I want to do that, you know? I'm not sure if I want to be one of those early birds who who's like, all right, let's see what happens when we do some co- vaccine cocktail. Yeah, like you got two Pfizer's, give me a Moderna, baby. Sign me up. I want all the five G. I want seven G's. I want ten G's. Um, yeah, I I don't mean to talk about co vaccines, but I think it's I think that it's interesting. I would probably, if I was going, investigate getting a third one, but I have no intent on getting a third one until that is, like, the very norm and requirement. But but if I was going to Bucharest, knowing that, like, it's not a great place now, I'd be like, ah, could it really hurt? Because, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm now worried about, you know, TI being uh, COVIDed a little bit, but I guess... I guess I guess we'll see. I I just thought the the dichotomy between Riot and Valve for the two events right now is is a little bit interesting. Not knowing the full details, but knowing a little bit more about what Riot's doing, it's like, eh. I mean, I understand that it is like comically expensive, and no one really wants to spend the money. But like, whew. Do you want something to go bad? I yeah. feel like it's just a roll of the dice, right? It's it's just a hope everything goes well situation. 
Yeah, and we've been rolling the dice a lot lately, so you know. I've been I've been going so to the gym like three times a week, like at least personally. Like like my dice yeah. rolling has significantly increased on like a personal just a personal level. Well, I just mean like event wise, right? We've been rolling the dice since Omega League. Uh which I believe the first time that CSGO rolled the dice, they actually uh a lot of the ESL talent got COVID. So, you know. Granted, they are <laughs> much more extroverted. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, than Dota talent. So it makes sense that, you know, there's probably risk factors there involved that don't necessarily apply to Dota talent. But uh, we haven't really had a breakout. Uh, we had a little bit of thing in Singapore Major. But other than that, like, it hasn't been a, a big deal. Uh, we haven't really had a, a big problem with that at a a land yet so yeah <laughs> i think we'll just have to see i think to bring it full circle though because uh, uh, there's nothing we can really do about that i guess aside from cross our fingers and you know have people be as safe as possible i i would expect like a like a kiev or a or a moscow or something like that ti before uh sea ti and then i would put the chance of a like rio ti as incredibly cosmically low yeah yeah i think uh sadly that's that's pretty low i'm still waiting for uh some sort of south american event that that i go to i know that there was one where like fogged went to um but like it, i think fogged and toby went to some event in peru um but there hasn't really been a big international land um so yeah, I'm still kind of waiting for that to happen. I based my show that I want to do off the idea that TI is going to be in like Singapore though, because it felt like mm. the most expensive option compared to like <laughs> a, 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 yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. European country. So I feel like I can, can for sure come in under budget, but whoo, baby. Um, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, I, I know what's going to happen and what's going to happen is that I'm going to watch everybody be like, oh man, TI is a thing again. I'm really excited to be watching and then be like, oh man, I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, but then again, I, I feel like this is not going to be, this is not going to be your classic TI experience. I, I just know that's not going to be the case. With all the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. It's not going to be your normal TI. I think people should keep their uh, their ideas about that low and grounded. Well, something um, that could be not normal about TI is, do you see the leaks that came out of the potential for the TI stream on Twitch to be doing drops? I did see games? that, yeah. So yeah. I'm interested. So one of my favorite parts about going to TI, one of my favorite parts about going to TI is being able to scan your badge in and then wait for first blood to happen and then go, ooh, did I get a chest? 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 Oh, my God, I want a chest. Uh -huh. like, and because, not because I give a fuck about those items, I care about some of them, not because I give a fuck about those items, but purely because one of them sells for like three to four hundred dollars and getting mm -hmm. a getting a drop at ti basically means that your steam account if you're willing to sell the item is funded for an entire year it it could literally offset an entire year if not more of video game purchases and i 
the the selfish gatekeeper piece of shit that I am am worried that they're gonna do crimson drops over Twitch, which means that they're gonna be less exclusive and worth less money and just generally bad for the people who are privileged to actually go to TI. Yeah, but you're not going to TI, so you can still get the drop. Yes, it would be better. I for should me. be complaining about this, like you. I wouldn't because I've gotten. You know how I, I've been to every TI that has had a drop of any kind, and I've gotten like two over the course of my lifetime. It's fucking terrible. I know people who have gotten like five at one TI, and I've gotten two over multiples. It's, I, I, my luck is astoundingly bad. <laughs> I, yeah, it is better for me in theory this year when I'm not a TI, but as soon as next year happens and as soon as I would be in the venue, then suddenly, like, man, I, I, I do not want this diluted market, right? I want mm-hmm. I want more Crimson Witness chests, but it, I think that that's probably good for the viewer. I wonder if they're doing it out of... Because of Worlds is going on at the same time? Because we're all just going on at the same time, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I wonder if they're doing it uh, out of out of like an altruism to like you know make people feel like they're getting a little bit more or to juice numbers a little bit. Because I don't really know if if Ti is broadcast on YouTube, I watch Ti on YouTube. I think it's a better experience than Twitch chat because I do not care about Twitch chat. I don't care about mm. Twitch chat. I think YouTube's a better like viewing platform because I can just rewind five seconds, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna have to have a Twitch stream open. Like they're they're going to get my view count if it's an implemented system because I'm not gonna not miss out on on the drops, right? Like, That's I, like true. I have they're to have doubling down on their views that way. Mm-hmm. But also, I will no, still no. watch on YouTube, but I will have two yeah. streams open. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it sounds like uh, they're they're definitely either trying to like, hey, stay safe, stay at home, everybody. Here's a here's a nice treasure for people watching at home, uh, or they're trying to buff the numbers. We also have the Dota patch, the TI patch, I should say. Seven three D is <clears throat> probably the patch, unless they find that something's egregiously broken, because um, they they did a nice little. Little little tinkering around, a little bit of uh, a little bit here and there. They uh, nerfed a bunch of heroes that were uh, probably too strong. Most notably, they kind of nerfed uh, Silencer pretty heavily. They nerfed Tinker pretty heavily because they also nerfed the Overwhelming Blink, which was a Tinker item specifically. The the nerf they did to the Overwhelming Blink, which has put more of the damage into Strength, was specifically like, hey, fuck you guys. Who are not strength heroes buying that item? Stop doing that. Hold on, I know uh, that I haven't that's played. That's not supposed to be your blink. I know that I haven't played Dota in a hot minute. So, and I know that I've said that a lot too recently. But like, uh-huh. oh, I'm yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you. Tinker was buying overwhelming blink. Yeah, because uh, old Tinker had March of the Machines to be able to farm lanes. Now you buy Overwhelming Blink and Shiva's, and that is how you push waves rapidly. You just blink on it and Shiva's it, and it's dead. Because uh, laser's kind of weird and, and fucky, basically. It's uh, you're not gonna hit the range creep half the time, and double laser like lasering also is like the potential to get you killed if you're just sitting in trees trying to laser because you show yourself when you do that, right? So yeah, you see the, now you see people just go laser. for. Yeah, you just go for clearing the wave as fast as possible. You TP is, onto a wave and then blink, Shiva's rearm, blink away. 
So plus combined with the the stats are really nice combined with the defense matrix that you have, right? Because you will have had you have a lot of strength, you have a lot of armor, and you have defense matrix on you. So Tinker actually becomes really tanky. Even if you can, even if you do catch him, uh, he's actually really hard to bring down. So that's another reason. Uh, they buffed some heroes that maybe got over nerfed previously. Broodmother Clinks got buffed as well. Um, Why did they gave Death Prophet a, a really big buff? Um, because I think somebody wants Koron dying to happen at TI. I think somebody's like, mm, that sounds like a cool idea. And and again, this offlane undying has been looming far off in the horizon for a long time. You could see the silhouette. You could see it's there. It's coming. It's it's gonna be here. It just needs enough buffs to make that happen. And I think um, you know. Somebody at Valve was like, just one more buff. And if we could get some core on dying at TI, that'd be pretty sweet. Because right now on dying is being picked, but it's mostly being picked as support. So Yeah. I um the the other one that I thought was like, hmm, is uh can can you explain the Zeus change to static field? So so static field Oh yeah. So static field damage is no longer HP removal. So that yeah, means because that static field is no longer, link. it's no longer a zapping AOE thing. It's now you hit them with a spell and you get this additional damage. So they, be, they had that change and then they just never kind of uh, changed um, how the spell worked. So now, now it basically just means when you have the shard, you activate it. No longer counts as HP loss, which means that you can cancel blink daggers and salves and shit like that. So yeah. Okay, okay. So that that's good for Zeus and also I feel like Zeus is one of those heroes where I always get confused about when they when they play with Zeus too heavily because I think it's one of those, you know, disproportionately low MMR heroes that just can run rampant. So anytime I see Thunder yeah. God's Wrath uh just increase in damage, I try and think about why that's the case. Like are people just have more magic resistance now does zeus need yes. more kill potential does if you think about it burst burst damage heroes have been long affected by the patch because everybody has more hp right everybody has talents which were previously previously not there that are just like now magically at level 10 i just get an extra 150 health out of nowhere right it's like oh well that that could could have been a kill that Zeus could actually hundred to zero you before. Now he no longer can. Right? They um, there is magic resistance items you can get off neutral items or stats that you can get off neutral items. Right? That's like okay. Now that's just an additional source of free stats that makes burst damage heroes like specifically Zeus a lot harder to be able to operate um, and so on and so forth. Right? So you know, it's. Um, they got to be able to give these heroes better options, um, especially late game. Zeus is like kind of one of those late game uh, intelligence heroes, right? Mm -hmm. But it feels like he falls off too much. That's why they gave him the shard that they did. That's why they gave him a buff to Thunder God's Wrath on the later levels. It's, uh, it's just to be able to make sure that this hero can actually scale better later on to the game. <sighs> There you go. You made it. You, you made it before the yawn happened. I did. I did. I did it. I made it through. Did Did you read my notes, by the way? 
Uh, no, you just gave me access to them. So yeah. So sorry. Let me. Uh, if you no, stall I'm just, for, I'm just a curious second, what, you, for a what you think of them. So I, I yeah, that, that was about two days. I did that on stream for about two days. I've done it off stream for a couple days, uh, and it's still not finished. If, if I had to say, probably a total of like probably twenty hours will go into these notes in total. Um, and a lot of it is uh, like, again, probably a third of this is copy pasted from previous notes that I have over like the DPC, for example, I have a bunch of notes on the Western and Eastern European teams because I was covering that DPC. So I built up notes over time from that. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good facts in here. There, there's, I mean, I'm learning stuff just like randomly scrolling and stopping. Yeah. I think, um, you know, being a good commentator, um, I'm writing more and more stuff down. That's, that is what I've been learning for like five years. Is like the more I write down, the more the better I am as a, as a commentator. So I, I, I played uh, D&D again the other day. I've got a fresh group of D&D fiends that I'm playing with. Who's who's the new roster? So Lumi wanted to try his hand at being a dungeon master, Luminous, uh, for those of you older Dota heads. Uh, he wanted to try his hands at being a dungeon master, and I, of course, played with Lumi in a D&D group um, that has since kind of disbanded. Um, but... We so he wanted to be a dungeon master, and then he so he asked me, Moxie, and Gareth. Uh, so we're only doing a three player uh group, and he we did a one shot, which was pretty fun. I played a an orc, I played an orc. <laughs> My idea was an a he was, did I tell you about this last time? I didn't, no, it, no, it, no. it was an he's an orc warlock, um. He's called Donk Wizard Man with two Z's. He uh, he thinks he's a wizard um, because he's too stupid to understand the differences between the various arcane classes. Um, and he doesn't understand that he actually has a patron uh, that is giving him these magical powers that he has. And he and he, he just he casts like small level fire spells and he just loudly yells fireball because he thinks that's what a fireball is you know it's He's uh, also it was, a big it, pitball fan <laughs> it's uh honestly I, I thought it was a pretty pretty funny idea for a uh, a character so uh but now we're making a whole entire campaign or Lumi's making an entire campaign um that is not going to be streamed i don't think i think this is all going to be off stream stuff that's going on, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be pretty fun. Wait, hold on. You mean the memory vault? You can hang out with your friends and have fun and not have to broadcast to the internet to prove and, that you and, exist. Yeah, and not broadcast it as content. Yeah. It's, Whoa. It's possible. Dude, my life only exists on the internet, okay? Like, I mean, well, we'll probably get some Instagram clips out of it. Like, come on, bro. Like, let's be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. There's at least one Snapchat that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> I I've I've been scrolling through through your notes and uh there's only one team that you didn't write anything for. Why why is there nothing on Team Secret? Um well because Team Secret is first of all the most notable team. There's a lot of information already out there about them. 
Um, and to be honest, I just didn't get to them yet. Oh, well. <laughs> there are some teams that have like, a, like Alliance didn't, I didn't fill out their player stuff. So I have no stats on them, for example. But if you notice the last teams that I've, I have yet to really fill out are the European teams. Cause like, I, I already know them, so I'm not going to do as much about them to some extent. Not, not necessarily I, I already know them. Everybody already knows them, you know? So I'll, I'll put together some good stats and stuff like that. Um, but, like, I'll, I have DPC stuff I'm able to reference all the time. So it's, it's, it's less needed for them. It's wild that you got uh, Borax's full police report on here. That feels like really going above and beyond. <laughs> I mean, what can I say? You know, I've got some ins in, in China, and uh, let me just say, I got a nice picture of... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> yes, it's, uh... it's going to be an interesting TI, I think. Very interesting. Who's, um, who's JT's brother on, on, on IG? Uh, what? J JT, like IGJT, has yeah, has a brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he does have a brother who plays Dota, but he's not a notable player. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see the line you're talking about. Yeah, he has two brothers, and his parents gave him one year to pursue his dreams. He was okay. immediately picked up by Geek Fam. Uh, with Ollie Chuan and VT Faded, uh, and then picked up by Mineski, and then he actually had no opportunities, so that's how he ended up in IG. So, and where he's obviously had a very successful year. So, yeah, good well, stuff. I'm, the, I'm, not, uh, I'm not gonna make you spoil your stuff. I, I I think that that this is that this is awesome to just have on hand and and to know more about these people because there there's a ton of stuff here that I mean just just me as as like. As someone who I would call, you know, far more advanced than the casual, but not a, a super fanatic, like just doesn't know. Especially about the people outside of, of the NA and um, EU region, for sure. Yeah. And just Dota players in general, right, are really bad at, at, at brand, their brand. They're really bad at like just showing who they are to people. I mean, just think about Abed. I, I went through a TI interview, the TI7 interview with Abed. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy hates doing interviews, and it's so obvious. He's like, <laughs> it's like two, like, it's not one word answers, but it's damn near close enough, you know? It's like six word answers that might as well be one word answers. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough out there. Uh, literally all I got from his five-minute interview with Casey and TI7 was that his favorite food is burger and fries. <laughs> That's the only interesting nugget that was in the entire interview. Rough, rough time. So, and even that is uh, like, burger and fries, buddy, really? Like, what are you going to tell me? Like, hey, man, I really like spaghetti and pizza. I also like ice cream. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not a... It's only interesting because he's a Southeast Asian kid who moved to NA. So, you know, K Kona. <laughs> That's the only reason I wrote it down. So, yeah. And I've got a uh, voice acting thing tomorrow. I said I had a voice acting thing last time and I, I forgot that it got moved back. So, tomorrow, right before I, uh, late at night, 
I'm going to do the voice acting thing, come back, go to bed, wake up, go to Portland. That's my plan for this week. I'm glad that you got a good plan this week. I'm going to do... There's something that I'm very excited uh, to talk about uh, that I can't probably talk about until November. So that's like an announcement of an announcement. But uh, I am going to film the coolest thing that I've ever done in about two weeks. And it's not even Dota related. It's just like... Way cooler than the the zero-G flight that you're going to be doing. How much cooler? Where would you put that at a a 1 to 10 rating where would you put the flight and where would you put this mystery thing no the the, the, the flight is the coolest thing that i'm gonna do that, that's what oh. i'm talking about i don't i i did, did i forget what? that i said that yeah you've talked we've talked about it multiple times at this point oh no have we i, I, have, I we? have to go immediately <laughs> all right maybe we need to edit this part out but i'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the podcast i don't know no one knows what i'm doing filling out your bucket list i remember you saying that Oh, fuck, you're right, I did. <laughs> you said you were leveraging your liquid position to be able to fill out your, your bucket list. Hmm. I am now worried about my <laughs> short-term memory. Oh, fuck. I have a date for that. I have a date for that. So so my, my next week is really building up to, to that because we're a couple weeks out. So I'm ready for that. And also, so um, I, I, I guess just, just a general update if, if, if we're sharing schedules. I am down to, or I'm up to, I, I am fasting three days a week. Uh, yeah, you said that last week. How's that in going? In preparation for the wedding. That is, that is rough. Uh, so so three so Monday Wednesday Friday last week I I was fasting and uh when's the goal is like five to six hundred calories I think Wednesday was probably about seven hundred calories I worked out a little bit more but like I was at the office and I had to like order food so I just had like some some straight up steak from like tender greens with like no sides so okay. like wasn't that big of of a of a caloric jump but yeah um. And, and I'm happy to report, bless you, I'm happy to report that after a single week of doing that, I have gained a pound. <laughs> How is that even possible? That's such I a, don't harsh, know. That's I such don't a know. harsh calorie cut. 700 calories? Oh my god. That's a pound right there, right? A thousand calories is a pound. I think it's, I think it's more than that. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. But, but yeah, so... Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So right now, recording on a Monday. Like I, I all I've eaten today was a brick of tofu and a couple mouthfuls of dry oatmeal. And thirty five hundred calories is a pound. Okay. So one week of that should have been a pound. Just, yes. just the fasting itself. Yes, w- without the extra, because like I'm fasting, and then on the days I'm not fasting, I'm still eating like better than I normally would. And sure, I'm sure. exercising every day. So, like, I, I did a, a 60 to 90 minute bike ride five or six days last week and went to the gym three times to lift weights. And and I am currently uh, up a pound on a week of that regimen. So, I am not getting discouraged, but I am Good. mildly confused. I'm, I'm, I'm just mildly confused from, like, a mathematics perspective about what could be happening. You might find at the end of next week that you've lost five pounds, you know, and your weight just fluctuated really inopportune time, you know, 
You know, I probably one of those where you're just like, man, I've been doing so good. And like, wait, what? <laughs> like, how how has this happened? Well, it's because your weight fluctuated and you, maybe you measure, you weighed yourself at like a very low point and then you weighed yourself at a very high point. Maybe. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's happened to me a number of times. But but that's what I'm working up against. Like the only two things that I care about is trying to cut as hard as possible and trying to plan for zero G and trying to figure out how I'm going to watch TI. <laughs> that's it. That's my Yeah. Week. That's uh yeah. There's there's shit. We really got a, a whole lot of nothing this week, huh? It's I. It's, it's been it's been you know what it is. It's been weeks on weeks of just waiting for Ti to happen. You know that that ultimately is what it was. It's exactly, what, and we're so close. We are so close. Um, I did. I'll wrap this up by saying that I did uh, listen to Ginger by Brock Hampton at the gym. Oh yeah, would you think? Okay. Um. Overall, positive. Overall, okay. overall positive. I still think that I am a little bit uh, hip hop illiterate. You sure. But um, I I I felt like it was almost um, and I don't know if I'm misusing this term, like easy listening, in in the sense where there was nothing that I felt was like abrasive. And nothing that I felt was like, oh, man, I really want to skip this. Like, I had a very easy time listening to the full album and having, like, at least a middle to high level of enjoyment. I, I, okay. I didn't skip I didn't skip anything, which which made okay. me feel which made me feel good. I went back. I did, I did a full second listen. And and I and like I'm like oh like this is this is something enjoyable that I would listen to. It didn't like make me feel like oh man this is awesome. It didn't make me feel like you know you know like hyphy like I wasn't like oh man I'm gonna lift these weights extra hard. I know that's not really the point of of, of what they're trying to do, but I I think that that the level of enjoyment was more than I expected. Okay. My uh, next suggestion for you is based off of what you liked off of Brockhampton. So I, I had this plan basically that Brockhampton was going to be a, a bit of a litmus test. So what do do you know uh, any of the tracks that you liked out of that album? Uh, uh, I I like the the top of the album the most, which I believe yes, is like No Halo and Sugar are both really good. Yeah, Those and like the first two songs. and 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 Boy Bye, I think. It's like okay, a third one. Sure. And then um oh gosh, I have the track list. There's one in the middle. It might be Dearly Departed, which I thought was good. And then the last track I also liked. Okay. But like I I think the album for me was like top heavy. So sure. I told you this this was going to Yeah, I I actually do agree that I think Ginger was um there are some songs that stand out. And then there are some songs I could definitely just do whatever and never listen to again. The um, okay, so the boy band vibes. Did you like that aspect of Brockhampton? I was, I was. So I've seen pictures of Brockhampton, and and I realized mm -hmm. that there's like there's like an ensemble there, and I I was like trying to dissect who was potentially who because you can definitely tell that there's just like a significant amount of voices that are present and different on different okay. tracks. Right. Um, so I yes. couldn't tell you 
exactly who or what or sure, where sure, those sure. tracks, but like, yeah. Okay. Did you like the, so I think Brockhampton has kind of an eclectic sound to it, mostly because of the boy band aspect, right? Like where every member of the band, not every member is in every song, but like every member in that song has like their own bit that goes on. And sometimes it's just mashed together where they have just key changes that happen all the time. That kind of eclectic sound, like Brockhampton is like a little weird sounding. Do you like that weirdness? Yeah, I'm into the weirdness. Okay. And did you like the the parts that were more emo? Did you like that? Yeah, but that's just probably because I'm sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Mental is very important, but I'm generally not sad. But, like, emo stuff's good. Okay. Uh, would you prefer something happier, or would you prefer something more into that emo side of Um, Give me... Give me something a little happier. I, I I think I think the scale that I stepped on that didn't move probably made me as emo as I want to be for this week. So the other album I was or am suggesting to you, if you want to listen to two, you can go for it. If not, you can save this for the next week. Um, the other one is Mac Miller's Swimming, which is much more of a uh, emo vibe album. Uh, because this is this is at the point where Mac Miller, uh, who has had drug abuse problems, Mac Miller's dead. If you didn't if you didn't know that, he uh, he was having drug abuse problems for most of his career, and this is at the point where he just broke up with Ariana Grande, and he's at like a pretty low point, and he puts like a lot of that soul into his his music. I I like Mac Miller quite a bit. Uh, I think he's. I think it was very talented, uh, and Swimming was probably his best album. So I'm I'm trying to get you light like um, stuff that is I think pretty far away from um, like the the more um, hardcore rap. I would say all of this is like it 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 it's it's hip hop that like kind of circles around pop, you know. Which feels like my comfort zone if I'm venturing yeah. into waters. What what what's the other one? Just so that I can, you know. Yeah, I'll link you. Uh, I'll link you Amine's album. Uh, I'll probably give you "Good for You." Is probably one. Um, that was the first album I listened to. To be honest, I'd have to go back and let's try and figure out which one of the albums I like more between that and one point five. I might okay. have liked one point five more. Uh, but yeah, those are the two albums I'll suggest, and I'm I'm very curious what you think of uh, Amine because he's uh, I think he's very fun, and I think he's pretty talented too. So, and you probably heard of at least one of those songs on the radio. Probably, I'm going to go to the gym, and uh, one album be one day, one album be the next day, and the third day, one will win, and we'll find out okay. which one that is, and we'll get sounds that. good.